promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank, KPMG, and the General Building Contractors Association. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now, here is Matt Cabry. So welcome in to the next edition of Growing Greater Philadelphia. We're really thrilled to have with us today Mark Swaitaj of Round Trip. Mark, welcome. Thank you. We're really thrilled to have you. And um, I'm really curious to hear about Round Trip because it's one of those organizations that I think that you're going to describe for us in a moment that is simple but brilliant at the same time. Tell us about Round Trip. Sure. Yeah. So I'm Mark Swaitaj. I'm the founder CEO of Round Trip, and we are the single touch point for ordering medical transportation. This is a real problem. 3.6 million people every single year miss or delay care because of transportation. So say that a couple of different ways. Mm. 25%, a quarter of every patient appointment is missed or delayed because of transportation issues. We've seen this firsthand. I come from the medical transportation space, actually work for the nation's largest provider in this space. So I witnessed it from the provider side. Why are all these delays happening? Excess capacity, coordination, all of that. And then uh, really in 2016, I took that leap into founding Round Trip and spent, gosh, better part of 12 months working with hospitals, with transportation companies, with patients in the greater Philadelphia area and beyond to say, you know, what is your experience? What are you seeing? What are you feeling? What are you hearing? And uh, how can we make this better? And fast forward to today, we're a thriving business as a result. So how big is Round Trip today? How many employees do you have? Are you only in the greater Philadelphia region or are you um, expanding into the region? Sure, yeah. So we have uh, really one of our two hubs uh, is here in Philadelphia. The second is in Richmond, Virginia. And gosh, we're in 15 states now. We have a very sizable presence in both Philly and Richmond, but we're really operating up and down the eastern seaboard and then are doing transports in, uh, gosh, we've done rides in the southeast, Texas, California, Pacific Northwest, but but really concentrated our business and our business clients, healthcare clients, on the eastern seaboard. So you had mentioned, you know, candidly, um, transportation is a challenge in the medical space and specifically among a certain population of Medicare recipients. Sure. Why is it such a challenge? What's happening that's causing these misses, if you will, in terms of getting a patient from point A to point B? Yeah, and this issue is really across multiple payer groups, like Medicare, Medicaid. We can break it down that way for sure. But really what we're talking about is a specialized population of individuals that need to get to a medical appointment. So... Arguably, we're not talking about folks like me that can get into a vehicle that can drive themselves or they know how to to order through an app or through a phone call to get a ride. No, no, no. We're talking about individuals that need help with coordinating the ride. Uh, And that's what we do. So if you really break down the population that we're serving, many of the folks that are, are receiving our rides, I will argue... 80, 90% 80, 90% of those folks are from the underserved population. Maybe they're of um, an elderly group that need assistance, either ordering a ride, getting in and out of a vehicle, or they're of a particular financial class where they don't have the financial means to pay for that ride, and they would rely on others for assistance to coordinate that ride for them. So we're really focused on a specialized group of individuals that need, call it a little extra TLC, getting access to that ride and getting to their destination. 
So one of the things I love about Round Trip is you and your colleagues actually have professional experience working in this space for other you know professional providers who do this. But you saw an opportunity. You saw something was a little bit off here, if you will. And I'm really interested in that moment that you had that said, you know what, <laughs> we can do this better and we're going to. So when coming from this space, it is and has been phone-based. The phone's a great tool, right? Uh, it's easy to use. It's, it's everywhere. But there's a lot that's lost in phone. What do I mean by that? For folks that need rides, many of them rely on picking up the phone and ordering a taxi or ordering a specialized medical transport vehicle to get them to where they need to go. But gosh, should I remember to order that ride? Or what if the daughter or the son is ordering the ride? Or a care coordinator or a nurse would be ordering that ride on behalf of that, that rider or patient? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people want to use technology, right? So we are a technology-first company that allows for technology to help improve the coordination of the ride sequence. And we built a whole company around that. And you can visit our website and see that, rideroundtrip.com. But really, we work with healthcare organizations that are so focused on outcomes of patients. It's not about the ride. It's about the outcome from that ride. That's where we are focused. So I know that access to technology still needs improvement, but it's better than I think the average observer thinks it is, especially with certain populations, whether it's underserved or elderly. But the ability to utilize that technology? Is that something that you've seen a barrier to, or is it pretty much a plug-and-play, ease-of-use opportunity? Yeah, we've seen, actually, a lot of people think of this as a binary space. Because we are looking at a specialized population of individuals, folks that need assistance with coordinating rides, they either think technology will work or technology won't work. In our model, we're a hybrid of the two. So if you are somebody that has access to a telephone or, heck, even a smartphone, our model does allow for the communication of ride information to that individual. We go transparent on the data. Folks are empowered, and they get to their appointments. For folks that maybe don't have a smartphone or, let's say, are visually impaired, our model doesn't use an app or a text. We can actually voice call you with the same information that we would have shared through an app. So that's how we further expanded access and coordination. And finally, in various programs, we actually allow for phone-in requests. Yes, you can still do the old-fashioned way of a phone-in request, but what we're seeing is by offering a technology solution to kind of round out that uh, that historical model, folks are seeing the real value. The more folks that we can have ordering through technology and receiving ride information through technology, the lower the price point becomes and the more we can serve individuals and the more convenient and, and the more, more and the more empowered a user also feels i've i've seen it myself where uh, someone who's not used to using technology regardless of age or ability once they have that first experience and they realize that oh, this isn't that difficult at all and they actually feel empowered and they gain that confidence then they're more likely to use it than the traditional way of a phone call exactly Talk with us a little bit about some of the processes, if you will, because I know there were some recent changes at the federal level that may enhance the ability for certain communities to access organizations like yours round trip, where previously they, they may not have. And I'm really thinking in terms of federal guidelines that are expanding access. We're super excited about this. So there are a lot of initiatives at place, particularly in play, particularly with the managed Medicare plans where they're actually evolving and becoming empowered to offer transportation amenity for individuals. So kind of think of it this way. Imagine a day when you're somebody 
65 years or older, participating in a managed Medicare health plan, and you need to go to a doctor's appointment. Well, you know, folks have quickly come to realize that if folks get to, if riders, patients get to their healthcare appointment, they don't become sicker, right? If you miss an appointment, you're going to get sicker. You're going to turn to an expensive ER visit. It's bad for the patient. It's bad for the system. Right. And it's bad for the family. Through our current budget plan, which is in play, a transportation amenity can actually be offered by a managed Medicare plan. What does that mean? Well, an individual maybe could get a lift ride ordered through round trip provided to an individual that would take that person to that medical appointment at little or no cost to that individual. Could you imagine your health plan paying for rides to get you to the doctor? If that happens, people will comply with with getting to their appointment. They will get to that outpatient appointment and have that betterment of health. And that's what we're focused on. It'll be hassle-free. One less thing for a patient who's dealing with, uh, in some cases, a very serious medical challenge. They're already worried. They're already preoccupied with that particular issue. Let's make it easier for them. Let's provide that transportation through round trip. And you referenced some of the more popular ride services like Uber and Lyft. It sounds like you partner with them as well. So it's not necessarily your team providing the transportation necessarily every time. That's exactly correct. So we work with transportation providers that are the experts in this space. We have a nationwide partnership with Lyft, a phenomenal organization that provides that door-to-door or curb-to-curb, I should say, level of service where an individual could get into that ride, into that vehicle, and go point A to point B. The beauty of that model is we can work together with a healthcare organization to order a lift ride and bring them across the street, across the town, across the county, or across the state. And we've done that. Uh, we've gone hundreds of miles in lift vehicles at a price point, which is you know incredible for this space, 30 to 40% cheaper than a traditional model. Additionally, we work with more advanced transportation providers. There are individuals, for one reason or another, that can't get into a lift vehicle, physical inability or behavioral health reasons. And we work with credentialed medical transport companies. Think like a, a, what we call a medical sedan, a driver that might assist that individual into a facility or out of a facility, a wheelchair van, or even a non-emergency ambulance or stretcher vehicle for folks that can't get out of bed, but still need to go to, say, a dialysis treatment or chemo mm-hmm. radiation treatment. Sure. And it does sound like it's a winning model for everybody. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, for the patient and their family, for the healthcare provider, for the health insurance provider, to your point earlier, we're able to better manage the healthcare process, keep costs in check, have a healthier patient. But it's also beneficial for the transportation provider, whether it's Lyft or a more traditional transportation provider. You're really satisfying and coordinating a continuum of care through effective transportation that otherwise wouldn't have happened. Yeah, and, and I, if I could, I actually have a couple of stories that I'll share. That I would love to that. It. Um, yeah. So, you know, right here in the greater Philadelphia area, we have a client with whom we work. And long story short, it was a Friday and they needed to book a ride for a patient. I don't have all the details, but they didn't book the ride through us on Friday. Saturday morning, which is typically a lower volume day, we got the ride request from the facility. And it was a long distance trip for an individual that the facility, for one reason or another, had been trying to orchestrate, coordinate the ride on their own. 
aha, oh yeah, we have this relationship with Roundtrip. Why aren't we using them? And they put the ride request into our system. They put a lot of notes in when they put that ride request in. And they said, we've been searching high and low to find a transport provider to get this done. We can't get it done. And at this point, we think this patient is going to stay with us in our hospital until Monday or Tuesday of next week. Again, it's Saturday. Right. That Saturday morning, we got a ride done for that specialized ride type. Uh, That was a wheelchair vehicle that needed to show up for that patient. We got that ride done that Saturday morning. Two outcomes, right? So first was the patient. The patient got to their destination three days earlier than anticipated. Mm -hmm. As a result, betterment of health, betterment of outcomes, patient experience scores were probably better. But from the financial impact, right? A patient that stays in a healthcare organization three days longer is very, very expensive and costly to the system. So we move that patient to that betterment of health much, much faster. So we're talking with Mark Swaitaj, who is founder and leader of Round Trip. And Mark, I'd love to learn a little bit more about you, because I know some of your team members have a background in healthcare, either EMTs or other kinds of executive level positions in the transportation space. And first and foremost, your team really clearly puts the patient first. Mm-hmm. But what's your background? How did you get to the position you're in today to launch an organization like Roundtrip? Sure. So I've spent most of my career in the healthcare space, and actually a good chunk of it was leading and working with some of the the nation's greatest transportation agencies. So I got that background, that fundamental experience necessary to understand the nuances of transportation, particularly of this specialized population that we serve. But to your point, we have over 40 years of experience probably closer to 50 at this point, right. uh, working in the medical transportation space. Brendan from our team was my former boss and then went on to work for one of the world's largest medical transportation companies. And it's kind of a neat turn of, of fate, if you will, that Brendan now calls me boss. But we have Unkit Mather on our team who built the first healthcare information exchange for the Commonwealth of Virginia, somebody that understands the product, the tech, and the healthcare intersection and that really are just two facets of a very diverse and colorful team that make up Round Trip. I'm but a reflection of our team. And I know you have operations in Greater Philadelphia and in Richmond, Virginia. Why those two communities? Well, first, Philadelphia in particular is my home. So I have lived here, I've worked here. This is a great place, particularly if you're in in healthcare. This is a great place to be. This is one of the nation's healthcare hubs. We have the strongest brands here Mm -hmm. and just over the bridge into South Jersey, into Delaware. I mean, it is just incredible, the the brands that are here and what comes out of this city um, and this area, this region. Why Richmond? Richmond actually was a great tech place for us. Unkit comes from Richmond, Virginia. I got connected to him and he has largely built an entire technology team, product and workforce out of the greater Richmond community. The beauty for us is that we can pull from two different markets, the talents that we need to run an organization. And we've got, again, that strong diversity and exposure and thought to round out our team. So I also know that uh, while you're native to northern central New Jersey, You have also had the privilege of living in the beautiful town of Boston, Washington, D.C., and a couple other areas. What brought you to Greater Philadelphia? I came to Greater Philadelphia uh, actually as part of one of my last job placements. I did uh, what's called physician practice management. I ran and supported clinician practices in Greater Philadelphia and Mm -hmm. beyond. 
And I had that choice to stay here and to create a company based in Philadelphia or at that point in my life when I was forming Round Trip, when we were forming Round Trip, we could have moved it to New York. We could have moved it to Richmond. We could have moved it to D.C. We chose to stay here because of a few things. One, like I mentioned, the access to the healthcare space mm-hmm. was just, is just so rich. Two, the cost of living here is, is, uh, is very affordable. And, and three, I think from a, a personal aspect, that mindset of we try harder here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, the community that has surrounded me from the healthcare technology space, the startup space, the healthcare space, they've all embraced us to support us in our mission and what we are doing. I say this, I, I have worked in other cities, they're all phenomenal. Philadelphia has introduced a talented workforce to our organization that is unmatched. Take me back a couple of years when you were asked to come here as part of your previous role. Did you have that moment of, oh, really? Do I want to go to Philadelphia? Or, or did you have more of a, yes, finally, I get a chance to live in this great city? Oh, the former. Um, so, <laughs> as I like to say, I came to Philadelphia kicking and screaming. Reluctantly. Yes, yeah. I came to Philadelphia kicking and screaming. I grew up, you know, like an hour and a half away from here. But my family, you know, we felt more connected to New York than we did to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Philadelphia that I knew growing up is not the Philadelphia in which I live in today. I own a home here. Well, I have a mortgage here, I should say. But right. I, do own, I do own a home here and now have a business here. I absolutely love this city. The history here, the food scene, the access to talent, the, the access to capital that we've needed to run this business has just been unmatched. You'd have to pull me out of Philadelphia kicking and screaming. That's great to hear. We're talking with Mark Switaj, founder and leader of Round Trip, a very unique service provider supporting the medical community in transportation for patients to get to their medical appointments and, and really providing that coordination niche that uh, historically was uncoordinated. Mark, you referenced the startup community and uh, Um, I've heard from several folks, and I'm glad to hear that you had a similar experience, that there's something special about the startup community here. They really embrace their peers, and they're here to help, and they want companies to be successful and to thrive. And it sounds like you've had a similar kind of experience with the startup community as well, which leads me to my question. Do you think you and your team at Roundtrip could have been as successful in getting this project off the ground were it not for being in Philadelphia? I definitely think the struggle would have been different. The opportunities presented to Philadelphia were were just perfect for us. Philadelphia is a size where, for the technology scene, it is just large enough where every day I'm finding out about a new company that I didn't know existed. At the same time, I can go to a startup event and I could be shaking hands all night long of people that I have seen grow in in their respective business. I did not get lost in a sea which I really, really enjoyed. And, you know, it was pretty funny. I had a a really cool experience, eh, maybe about three or four months ago, where a a startup business reached out to us and they said they were really interested in our sales model. Mm -hmm. And so we pulled together, actually, there's a listserv for Philadelphia's technology CEOs. So I sent an email out, anybody else interested in collaborating on how to grow your business in Philadelphia? We pulled together those five or six companies that responded. And we actually had a little bit of a summit where we cross-collaborated on best practices for sales and growth. That collaboration has just been monumental for our business, but has really 
you know, is one of the reasons that I love this city. I, I don't know if in a much larger city that might have a more robust technology startup scene, I would have been able to pull that off as easily as we did. Right. Just kind of been lost, if you will, in a, in a bigger pond, for lack of a better descriptor. What's next for round trip? Yeah, so we, uh, we've we had a, an incredible 2018 already. The size of our business has doubled since January. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, That's great. Thanks. I should know the stats off the top of my head, but That's we, okay. uh, we have already doubled the size of our business since January. It's May for anybody that's listening on a recording. And uh, we're off to an incredible start. Uh, where do I see us going? I see us continuing to expand into new markets, but also with the expanding within the markets that we currently serve. So there are a lot of accounts and, and folks that we serve in, in greater Philadelphia, in greater Richmond, and in many other communities, but there are a lot of opportunities to serve programs that we aren't serving. So we look at not only expanding within our current markets and our current accounts, but within new markets and new states. Uh, and I, I'm hope, and I hope I know hope's not a strategy, I am optimistic that <laughs> if we were to reconvene in a year's time, the number of states that we'll be sharing is is going to be much greater than 15. That's great. You're planning for. Yes. Yeah. I know you shared with us a story about a Saturday morning challenge for a patient that needed to have effective transportation that you were able to solve. Is there another story or issue or opportunity that stands out for you that really causes you to be proud? And it doesn't have to be specifically about a patient. It could be about the business growth or something that just stands out as a milestone uh, that that really was a, a moment of, this is why we're doing this. Yeah, so a lot of people have asked us, well, can your model work in other places beyond healthcare? So to kind of put a bookend on what we've been discussing so far, most of our clients are healthcare clients, meaning hospitals, healthcare organizations that are responsible for coordinating rides for the patients that they serve. Well, down in back to Richmond, Virginia, the public transportation provider of Richmond, Virginia, also known as GRTC, Greater Richmond Transportation Company, reached out to us. They're like the SEPTA of Richmond. Reached out to us and said, well, wait a second. We we have a need for folks that are looking for same-day, ready-now rides. Would you be willing to test your model and work with us to create a program for folks that you have to qualify for this program, but it's government-subsidized rides to get folks, yeah, to, to a healthcare appointment, but maybe to the grocery store to get mm-hmm. food or to work. Right. Um, a work Workforce development. That's initiative. exactly right. So we said, okay, well, you know, I think our model will work. If you work with us, we'll work with you. So fast forward, that commenced in December of 2017. So we're about six months into the program. We're doing hundreds of rides every single week for that program. And it's fascinating because we are now seeing people get access to transportation to get, like I said, food and work and all that. I, I scratch my head and say, what would they have done before if it weren't for right, us? Right. That really brought it home for us. So I think we're just opening really that opportunity to our organization to say, well, where else can our model play? Mark, you had talked about that, you know, you're essentially a, a proud Philadelphian today. Is there a place in Philadelphia that really stands out for you that when you're talking with friends and family or they're coming to visit and stay at your place and you say, you know what, we definitely have to go and check out this part of the neighborhood? 19 at the Bellevue. Can I can I give a specific answer like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. <laughs> That's a great spot. So 19 at the Bellevue. Incredible story there. It's a, a building at the, uh, the Bellevue just south of City Hall on Broad Street. For the historians that are listening, you know it better than I do that Gosh, what was it in the 80s? The building was hit with Legionnaire's disease. There 1976. Were, ah, you do remember. Yeah. They saved the building as the story goes. And today it's just gorgeous. Go to that uh, top uh, 19th of Bellevue and uh, get a beverage, get something to eat there. It is gorgeous. It's classic. It's uh, a grand old building. And uh, you're right. It's a real gem in the city of Philadelphia. 
So one of the challenges with a startup is oftentimes access to capital. And, you know, we have venture capitalists here and we have other kinds of funding sources. But how has that been for a startup company like Round Trip? Yeah, there's uh, there's actually a, a little gem here in, in the greater Philadelphia area known as the Ben Franklin Tech Partners. So they're a fund that has recruited capital from some of the area greats in our space, some of the large um, healthcare institutions in this area. But they also have relationships with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania to populate a fund that is solely focused on reaching out to budding organizations that ultimately are going to result in some type of jobs creation program. So we've heard of them. If you know, if you are an organization in this area, you know Ben Franklin, you know Ben, as they say, and we reached out to them. They have been an incredible resource to us. Not only, yes, gave us the capital that we have needed to grow and scale our business, but also the resources, the insight, the uh, strategic considerations that have allowed us to frankly, have that think tank organization to say, yep, I think you should be doing it this way or look that way and scale the business accordingly. It's great to see that organization and its backers, including, like I said, the association with the Commonwealth come together and really support organizations like ours. They do a great job. And it's not an easy process to go through. You have to prove yourself. And the fact that they believe in you and your vision around round trip is really telling. Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly right. They do a full diligence on us. They did uh, did their homework, and uh, we were we were glad and excited to accept an investment from them. Well, that's great, and I really am excited to have you as part of our Greater Philadelphia community, Mark. We're thrilled that you chose to establish and grow your operations right here in our community, and more importantly, that you're having such a positive and an incredible impact on the lives of patients who are relying on you to get quality health care. And it sounds like, down the road, job activity and, and other kinds of life support that allows them to live a higher quality of life. So congratulations on what you and your team have created at Round Trip. And thank you for, for being with us. It's Mark Swaitaj, founder and leader at Round Trip. Thank you very much. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to us by the Commercial Banking Division of Citizens Bank. You know, the Citizens Bank team, they bring practical financial experience and deep industry expertise to each banking relationship. To learn how Citizens can help your company reach its full potential, visit citizensbank.com backslash commercial. And be sure to check out all of our podcasts at radio.com and tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m. to Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks so much for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia. Philadelphia.